0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Hello and welcome to a, the another edition of the Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Uh, I was hoping, or oh, we both tipped, we're going to start the season with a win. It wasn't to be, and like we also said towards the end of our show when we're having some fun predictions, not to follow our tips. But I'm here with Matt, how are you mate?
1: Good mate, did we say that last week?
0: Yeah, we said not to follow <laughs> our tips because you'll come dead last. We're specials for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, We could put the mocker on anything, and I think we've done a a mocker on the dogs last week. Um, Tell you what, if our prediction is somewhat right, we did say we'd win, we did win, but if our prediction of the Knights being not the greatest team this year, there's some real concern for our team then.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start the show with with, uh, some good news, I mean, for us anyway. We're actually recording the same... Location, that's a rare one. It's about two or three times a year we get to have fun like this and actually be there. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I just thought that was good news. Yeah, it be, it's good to
1: see you. And um, yeah, well, time constraints are the reasons why we can't do it more often, obviously. And we both obviously have full time jobs and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it's good to see you, man. Ah,
0: Thank you. Thank you. All likewise to you. Uh, just going to start with another sponsor. On Friday, just before kickoff, off joins the Bulldogs team. Part of the coaching and high performance, uh, how awesome is that, another week or it feels like another day at the and just another sponsor we'll just put on the board, so massive welcome to Shoe Grab, but I just wanted to actually talk more about these sponsors coming in just before the season started, we've reported that all our major sponsors have been um, taken, all our jersey sponsors, mm-hmm. all 17 player, individual player sponsors for game day have been taken, now we've got a coaching sponsor. We to get a mascot sponsor next i don't know uh, it's just been exciting times i want to actually congratulate everyone involved in the sponsorship team uh the old uh i guess the old ceo andrew hill and the current uh, ceo aaron warburden for the hard work getting the deal along the line remember we're still in a or well, most of the world's still in a pandemic i mean we look we're lucky down here but this is an enormous effort by the club
1: yeah i love a day i love a notch on the portfolio shoe grab another a local business too to the Canterbury exit area so fantastic to have them on board
0: yeah. let's move into our reserve grade uh we'll give you a quick update uh the sg born h team both had a, a week off uh in round six uh round one of the harvey norman women's premiership got underway uh with us being the mounties The Bulldogs linking themselves with the mounties in that competition he got off to a good win against the Wenny Magpies, winning 30 points to 20. Uh, and the New Souths Cup boys, which again is the Mounties, got onto a win 26-8 over the Newcastle Knights just before the actual main game. They played before the main game. So what's happening next with all these competitions? You uh, H-Mats, they're versing uh, Souths at Saturday at 2pm. SG Boys is versing Souths at 12.30pm. Uh, the Bulldogs are playing the uh, Panthers at Jersey Flag ten thirty AM. All at Belmore Sports game, uh, Belmore Sports Ground. All this Saturday. Uh, we've got the Andrew Johns Cup uh, Illawarra South Coast Dragons, uh, versing the Bulldogs in Finals Week One. No, uh, still to be t- to be announced of the actual playing venue. Uh, and the Laurie Daly, the Northern Tigers will will versus the Rams for Finals Week One out. The Mounties will play the uh, Panthers just before the main game at
1: Benquist Stadium. Yeah, we'll be there for that one. That should be good to watch, uh, regardless of our thoughts about uh, what our reserve grade should be. A couple of good results there. Um, Mounties get a good will over the Knights. Um, a couple of good performances. Brendan Wakem as well um, set up a couple of tries there as well. Um, so what do you think of the reserve grade, Scotty?
0: Well, I'm looking forward to um, watching the Mounties come out, but I actually would, was glad you asked this question because I went to the trial where the against the Sharks. There was a jersey flag, Bulldogs versus Sharks, New South Wales Cup, it was the Mounties versus the Jets, and the NRL, obviously Bulldogs and Sharks, so it was pretty much Bulldogs and Sharks all day. Mm. Uh, it was interesting because the Sharks ran out of team and I saw someone in the crowd, a bit confused between the connections of both clubs being Jets, automatically assumed the Jets were Canterbury. Four Jets were Canterbury, (laughs) wearing their uh, predominantly white kit with, like, the blue Mm. in it, looked very much like Canterbury. And the Mounties, who were wearing predominantly black with a little bit of yellow, he thought they were the Sharks with the black (laughs) in this last cup, before realising when he got upset, being a Mm. Sharks fan, realising when Mounties crossed and celebrated, I mean, they didn't (laughs) cross much that day, (laughs) and realised... he was actually going for the wrong team. But I just thought it was a funny thing that I picked up on game. That
1: League. is that's pretty funny. And to be honest, this is probably a little bit controversial. But um, I'd rather the Bulldogs have a feeder club arrangement with the Newtown Jets. Mm, I, the, the, the current one with the mag, uh, with, the, with the mounties, not the Wendorf mag Magpies. I don't know where I've pulled that one out of. I,
0: I do agree, actually. The history value mm. links... Mm-hmm. I like the colour links, very similar, yep. they're very similar. Uh, the most similar. The location's getting, a lot too far away as well.
1: But just to keep getting
0: a little bit out of our area, just a little bit, you know, oh, stretching our area a little bit, that's what I'm liking about it. Oh, so okay. To, you know, I don't think it's...
1: Well, you could say the same about Mounties, but the other way.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, it's a weird one, but uh, like North Sydney, like if you mm. want to link with North Sydney, I'd like that, I mean, not the, the colours. It's us getting out of the area, not mm. staying Going the, same, the brand. Yeah, going to the brand, not staying Absolutely. the area. And uh, before I actually did forget the Harvey Norman's Women Premiership, they're playing Monday <laughs> night. The Mounties are versus the Sharks on Monday at seven pm. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so that's happening. All happening next. A lot of footy going around.
1: Uh, yeah, get out there and support the the club. Well, let's uh, stop doing around it and let's get into uh, the round one game that everyone is uh, is ever, everyone is waiting for.
0: Uh, <laughs> I knew that. I knew I was. Uh, waffling on a little bit (laughs) trying to delay this conversation so it
1: is a little bit disappointing that after um all off season waiting for the football to come back that we lose uh by 16 points i think that's a the first part we'll go there
0: yeah i mean we came in like we said at the start of the show high hopes Mm. for a win we tipped us for a win uh and we lost by 16.
1: That's not close. <laughs> <laughs> team, well, it could have been a lot worse. You look at teams like Merly. Could you imagine waiting all, all off-season to watch your team get beat by 40 or 50? I've a lot of Come last, no hooker. <laughs> <laughs> they just signed uh, Carl Lawson. But he's out for most
0: of
1: the year. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, let's jump into it. Um, Positives and negatives, I think uh, the defence, unfortunately, wasn't as good as uh, we've become accustomed to yeah. over the last couple of years. Uh, though the team has struggled at times, I think our best part of our team has been, well, the best part of our performances have been our defence and the amount of attitude and um, the way we sort of hold ourselves, used to hold ourselves in games uh, just throughout our defence that at times in Round 1, we're missing, unfortunately. Um, but on the positive, I think uh, the we're playing a much better brand of attacking football than we were in the last few seasons, probably the last four or five seasons. Kyle Flanagan really stood out. I think we'll talk more about him a bit later. Um, and look, we were in the game for most of that first half. The late try just before half time really hurt. That was probably the game changer. And then uh, they came out and scored not too not too long after uh, the second half resumed as well, and that was. That was the end of the game unfortunately but look we, we stuck uh we stuck at it as a as a we were stuck in the game for the best part of the first 40 minutes so i think that's a um a positive that you can take away from it
0: i, I think there's a, a fair bit of things to talk about yeah the like you covered was a, i want to say it was appalling it was not uh coming from for round one like you know you want to see energy and stuff there was some clinical misses and some poor defensive errors and
1: I think the energy was good though. Yeah, they they were attacking in defence, which was good. I think the energy was really good, especially right at the start of the game. Mm. They were all up for it. I just think there was a couple of bad decisions at by at crucial players. times. Uh, that that was really unfortunate. I've
0: seen your players as well,
1: like the people you don't expect it to meet. Uh, but look, you got to say look. The point I will make is that we'd probably jump the gun a little bit expecting for the victory Mm -hmm. in round one we probably knew deep down that this was going to take some time under Barrett changing the style of play uh they're defending differently as well you can see that in the shape of the defense Mm -hmm. uh the attack is completely different so it is going to take some time maybe we just got overexcited to jump the gun um but, yeah, there's a couple of, couple of appalling calls from the referee as well. Oh, okay. hate, to, uh, hate to refs fault, and we try not to, but here we are, round one, unfortunately. And Trent Barrett, if you watch the post match press conference, even made mention of um, a few different inc- incidences as well, particularly the, the punch out uh, of Shani Katoa's hands that was deemed a loose carry, mm, yeah. <laughs> which, which was a noodle scratcher for myself.
0: Well, I was also thinking, too, there had to be a knock on to the leader. Mm. I actually thought we were going to get the ball back as a scrum in that play where two nice players collided and the ball went like, to get before Katoma gets them ball.
1: Here's a question. Do you know who was in the bunker that, for that game? Uh, would have be... I'm not... I wasn't sure. Ooh, I was, oh, I think it was... How I, it was
0: shorter, wasn't I it? think it was? Alan shortle. It was Shortle wasn't it? I think it was
1: Alan Schottel. It was a couple of times there. Uh, he he made me scratch my head a few times with uh, some... some some relics. Yeah. Uh, I thought the referee, was okay. oh, the referee wasn't the that good either. I was trying to be positive there. Yeah, was, I think Ben Cummins, unfortunately, has gone past his years by Tatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I think he got stuck with the home crowd. Like, there yeah. was almost 20,000 in some very, very ordinary conditions. I know it's round one, but yeah. well, that, still. That was
1: awesome, wasn't it? The crowd being that big. Uh, yeah. Still COVID-restricted crowds, unfortunately, but it's good to see so many fans back in back in the stands over the weekend you know, I
0: just think Ben Cummings a caught around with the crowd a little bit like it was a vocal Newcastle match crowd that's what they bring though you go against, mm. up against Newcastle and Newcastle you're now going to be against it it's almost like I want to actually say it's almost like versus the Broncos in Brisbane where you're almost against it on the get go and you know those 50-50 calls are never got to go your way the home yep. fans will make sure they get the calls um,
1: parochial crowd yeah
0: so <laughs> I, apart from that referee was appalling we couldn't buy a six again
1: yeah, I think the combination of the officials on that game was, was, wasn't was great. Mm. Didn't produce didn't a great result. Mm. Okay. I'm not going to blame anyone individually, uh, obviously. We, we, we lost by 16 points, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I think the errors is what we it, should be more concerned about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the, that was also, I, I think, an issue from a general fan watching that game. There was a couple of little scratches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next biggest problem... Oh, sorry. Bigger problem, I should say, is that how many errors we made in error in 40 it's Something that Troy Barrett's pointed out as well. You keep turning overboard in that um, area, then you're just inviting the other team straight onto no. your trial line. You, the, you're just giving away opportunities. You can't do that.
0: One of the interesting comments he actually made when someone asked him about how good the Knights was. Yeah. He stripped... He just, no, I mean, he didn't have a negative comment about the Knights mm. he didn't respect the Knights but he turned it back saying how poor we were mm. straight away almost it's like you know you got always respect it, the thing but he was just saying yeah. how poor we were and I hate to say it we do that against Melbourne we do that against Penrith yeah yeah we're going 16 points and we keep in 16 we go oh did we get lucky to only lose by 16 yeah
1: it would be 50 against those teams mm. um, but look I'm actually quite impressed with the way Trent's holding himself and the way he's addressing the media, and uh, the way that he's talking about where we need to improve, and all mm. that, I'm actually very, uh, I'm more confident now than ever with uh, Trent Barrett as our coach. So, um, yeah, that's right. You can't keep inviting teams or giving opportunities away to other teams. Also, he made mention that the six again and penalty cap combined was something like thirteen to three. Mm. That's that was a bit rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, they were that bad off. No, mm. yeah, I
0: think they were. Uh, that bad at all like yeah. I was expecting a few six mores and I was waving my hand sitting there doing six more six more throughout the uh, course of the match yeah um which people looked at what this guy
1: doing actually over the whole round um there wasn't many six, six against what I was expecting mm. anyway shall we get into our well the uh Bulldogs fans, Podcast Player of the Year award is back. Yeah. Uh, Same rules as last year. I I think we did talk about mixing it up this year, but uh, we're going with the same rules. It was new last year. We can do it next year. It's nothing new. I think it was something to do with uh, including the fans more. I can't remember what we said. If you remember what we said, let us know this week. We'll go back and fix it up. But at at this stage, we will continue with the format from last year, which was um, both of us give two points to our man of the match. Uh, one point to the second best player. If any player appears on the list, uh, on both lists, they get an extra point.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually said before the show tonight we could call it the Aiden Tomman. uh, that was just quickly uh declined. Just because Aiden Tomman was the inaugural ignor- no- ignor- winner of this uh prize, <laughs> and then he left. So I'll tell
1: you what, we'll wait until Tolman finishes playing up at a rival club, and then we could label. The Bulldogs fans player of the year award, the Aidan Tolman award. Oh, sweet. So hopefully <laughs> next year, then. We'll, we'll reach out to Aidan and see if it's okay <laughs> as well. Okay. okay. Who are we going to go first?
0: I think you go first. And All right. Who, uh, who, give us your point, actually. Let's go. We'll let's go. Let's work backwards this year and actually
1: right. build up. I wasn't I, I wasn't was prepared for this, but okay, cool. Number one, I've actually got Nick Kotrick. Now, I thought he had a bit of a slow start, a uh, pretty disappointing start in some ways from the stature of uh of him as a player to what the performance was early on but i thought thought he definitely warmed up he made a couple of really uh great exciting runs uh throughout the game that really got me really excited for what's to come uh and i thought overall at the end of the 80 minutes as a whole um he was impressive uh one of the more impressive players on the field made a couple of errors um he's getting used to a new team it was not great conditions. Uh it'd be exciting to see how he's going in six weeks.
0: Yeah, I've already had a solid game. But uh he didn't get my one point, uh just because of some of the errors he made at the timing of the errors, yep. I felt like they were more critical. Uh and saying that I actually had someone else lined up and then next like, so he was thinking and I tossed and turned. To this one took me a while to give one point because of how many errors the team actually did make. Mm. But I wanna give it to Of Ogden. I like a prop. Yeah, I oh, like a problem. and no, I I thought he played really well. He he got through 135 run meters and 18 tackles. Doesn't that's does from 15 runs as well? Yeah, it doesn't sound mm. enormous type of meters and stuff like that. Uh, he's starting now. Uh, he's got a start over Dylan Napa That'll be a massive confidence booster. I actually was saying I thought he was having a real solid game, and then he dropped the ball.
1: What do you um, think of that? I'm actually a real uh, fan of having Lapa coming off the bench. I think that's much better for our. Our balance than mm. having him as a starter.
0: Yeah, I agree. I just would like actually. This might sound a bit harsh enough. I'd like him to actually minim. If we can try to minimise his time as much as like mm. possible, uh, I feel like well, we... I, f-
1: I felt that he didn't get uh, as t- as obviously tired yeah. throughout his minutes in round one as we've seen him recently. Oh yeah, we've seen him. We've seen him go completely
0: like 19 minutes and stumble to the bench. Yeah, rises. yeah. Which ah. is
1: which is which is a good thing. You want to see a player give his all, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Look, Thompson comes back, so it'll be interesting to see who eventually drops off in a couple of weeks. I would
0: actually almost like uh, Jack Havington to go back to the bench, just my opinion, mm. and it's just be like a bull, like you know, first third change, and almost like smack him and say, be the impact go out, yeah, go out there." Because I actually thought that he was—I thought he
1: was impressive as well, actually, oh. pretty pretty solid. I feel like he was. First trying... game in the front row. Oh, yeah. I in feel like in he was... that pack. Yeah.
0: I feel like he was trying really hard in defense. Like, I looked at some of the run meters and I saw 70 here, this there, this there, and you know, oh, that's not good. Mm. But how many drop balls we had in our own half, there was not much opportunity to do that. But yeah. Everington was trying to hit hard, tackle hard to try to inspire the boys. But yeah, going Ogden to crack the one. Would you like to do the two or.
1: Yeah, well, look, I don't think it's uh, too shocking uh, who we've both gone for here. Yeah. Two points for both of us has gone to Kyle Flanagan. Uh, You've got some stats that you can run through in a minute. Um, but Trent Barrett even came out and said that he thought he was the best player uh, for our team. Yeah. Uh, it was, and uh, what a difference he made to the attacking shape. I know they've trained all off-season as well, but I'll tell you what, this is no knock on anybody else that's played in the halfback position for the last couple of years, but... Uh, it was good to have a genuine number seven mm. leading the side around.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll run through his stats: three try assists. Yeah, just put that out there. We scored, scored three tries. We <laughs> scored <laughs> three tries. Three try assists. Three line break assists. Yeah. Uh, he did 14 kicks for 500 meters, mm-hmm. and he kicked uh, two goals. No, it wasn't just the one. no it was he kicked one, you know, goal. Sorry, just Mitty, the one
1: goal, Nick Meadie, Nick Meadie from the sideline, yeah, which was right. interesting. I think he was with a trainer at the time. Yeah, he had a, a bit of uh, a yeah. knock
0: on to his head that he wanted yeah. to quickly get checked. Sorry, one goal, uh, he almost got the other one on the sideline and just missed that one waved yeah. away a little bit. Poor conditions for things. Uh, he had a, a he had a really good game. I thought he was our best player. He still had, I think it was two kicks from memory where he just kicked it a little bit too deep and gave away a seven tackle set. Mm. Um but I felt like after that I thought well his first kick was actually poor his and first kick safe. was poor but it <laughs> got a
1: lot better after that yeah, yeah. Uh, he so, was, after that he was spot on I oh, thought kicking yeah. wise uh, much, much better than the trials uh, much better than I've actually um, oh it's a big call I don't know if he's kicked that well in the era. yeah uh, he's had some good games for the Roosters he's had some good games for the Sharks but consistent after that first kick he was very very consistent that was awesome great signs I think him actually getting the team it's his team mm. especially in attack it's going to be a great thing for him I think it, um, he's not sharing the role it's his mm. his side I think that's going to be fantastic for him especially long term
0: were you worried though when Kovac kicked that Dead, yeah. I had an instant thought. Went, oh no, what have we done? <laughs> yeah, no, but I was thinking, not, not what we've done for Kyle, but he's a young halfback.
1: Uh, his first yeah. kicking
0: these his new colors mm. has gone dead in goal. Mm. He's given seven tackles to the opposition. It's obviously will affected though, as first. well. Oh, it was win- it? It just fr- the will, just it, threw the ball the side. Side. I would say one, you put it up, yeah, and just put it up and get some, just you know, some records.
1: it's The same side that Dylan Dallin uh went flying in. And-
0: I always went down the <laughs> to the ceiling I don't know if that's facing the southern side but uh, not. oh was okay, <laughs> up in Goldie because on the Goldie there down after he uh, finished sliding but just with the honestly with that kick mm. uh, I was thinking oh no like this might be that game where you know you want your first kick you know mm. it doesn't have to be great but you just want it not giving away 70% or kicking out of the full like, yeah. I feel like that's such a confidence but credit to him that's what I want to get to credit to him is he made a mistake of his first kick and he didn't hide from it yeah. he went back out there he, like we said, his kicking game improved a lot. His kicking game was mm. great overall. He made that one, maybe two, like kicks, but out of fourteen kicks, you take that. I was just wondering, like you know, your first kick, you know, you really want to make it a, a good one. He didn't, but a credit to Carl Flanagan is that uh, he continued to, mm. uh, you know, keep kicking or keep kicking and didn't hide from the fact. And also, I think Jake Avrilo, apart from his um. Not the best attacking game he had. Uh, helped a bit with the kicking game too, which I thought. I thought Jake had a couple of good kicks. In yeah, you can game definitely
1: well. say that they've trained together. Yeah. quite a bit over the off season. The thing that we haven't talked about, maybe the thing that we should talk about first, was uh, what about the rain as the team ran out? Oh, it was- oh man! I mean, from from my point of view, uh, finish work, come uh, come home, uh, get uh, get the dinner on, uh, sit down to the footy, and. As soon as the Bulldogs players started running on the field, um, torrential rain hit the second that the dogs started to run out. Um, mm. Mm. If this was last year or the year before, that would have really suited us, I think. Um, I'm not saying it didn't suit us this year, we can't really make a judgement on that yet, but um, that was my initial thought, was that if this was a, a team from the last couple of years, it really would have suited us. Yeah,
0: well, I would actually think it was a team from last year, would we? we win I think in that type of game in yeah. that type of game because we just like the only last couple of years we just went down to a dogfight we try to bring everything yeah. down to our level mm. and when it rains it helps us bring teams lower
1: It's a great leveler yeah. alrighty I think we need to uh, move on
0: yeah well well, this is uh, the game this week we're going to uh, talk about it and maybe even jab on talk about the Panthers who, as well we are versing the Panthers Saturday afternoon 3pm Bankwest Stadium I I know the forecast doesn't look overly great uh, from now but get out there to Bankwest Stadium our first time game of the year support the boys it is a big change of a team like <laughs> I still having Corey Allen Jack Everington Kyle Flanagan and Trent Barrett the coaching staff uh, it, there is a lot of changes happening to the team uh, get out there it's a first home game that's why we turn it why don't we turn our
1: home games nice and vocal two a eh? and get a real home ground advantage and help our boys over the line? Yeah, out at yeah, Bank West uh, this week. You're not wrong about the weather, mate. There's a hundred percent chance of rain with a top of twenty-one.
0: I think eight <laughs> percent
1: of seats at Bank West under cover. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying. I, I don't know how often a hundred percent chance of rain pops. up. Huh? that's a very the weather man uh, committing to it. Mate. Yeah,
0: so I was saying, really, like the Newcastle game, right? Got so much six more, so I can almost guarantee it was because of the home crowd. Let's give our boys a home ground advantage. Mm. Bankwest is such a beautiful stadium. You know, yeah, I love the same. If we yeah. get a solid 15,000 there, and I know we're, I'm asking for some of you guys to sit in the rain and not it's not everyone's cup of tea, yeah. we can really make that stadium shake. We can make that thing. Because the Panthers Bay, like, I'm telling you this, Panthers Bay is sold out. There you go. why wouldn't it be sold out? Yeah, <laughs> but, um, we need to get out there, blue and white everywhere. Paint the stadium. Mm-hmm. Let's make it Bulldogs land for the day. Um, and we know we beat them once at Benquest. Why can't we beat them twice? I say. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Let's do it. Okay, so the team lineups uh, with, for the Bulldogs. Uh, only the one change mm-hmm. from the 17 uh, that played. Uh, we'll just I'll just quickly run through it, Scotty, and then um, you stop me if uh, you want to mention anything. Throughout the team list. But at fullback, Corey Allen. Um, the week, I thought he was pretty solid. First game as well. Yeah, Couple, we Couple one. of yeah. moments, but pretty solid. Nick meeting on the wing with Dallin Watteni. He's a lazy arc. Will Hopper Whitey, Nick Kotrick in the centres. At 5'8", uh, Jake Averillo, And the halfback is Kyle Flanagan. The, the five flan. Point <laughs> the five-point lead. Off <laughs> Ogden in the front row with Jack Everton. Sieli Katoa will start at hooker again. Adam Elliott and Raymond for Tala Marin in the second row.
0: Might stop you at the random for Tala Mariner. did you do anything wrong? So get Not overly, ball. I don't
1: think so, no. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's a balance thing.
0: Well, yeah. Like, I, I, I I actually like both the guys. Yeah. I think it's, I think, I think they're both going to do a good job. I it wouldn't surprise me this year if we see a swippy swappy, like it doesn't matter what number they win. Especially the second row
1: is what, yeah, yeah, second row is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like, remember the
0: yeah. Gary with and Greg Eastwood you can almost bank on it yeah. when, uh, Gary was wearing 11 He was on the bench He yeah. Eastwood It was a 15 Or something like that yeah. I actually think There might be some weeks Where it might be Like horses for courses Or something like that Um But mm. I don't I hope it's I don't think Corey Waddell Did nothing wrong I don't think Raymond Vidal Did Well they both Didn't really nothing wrong and it was mm. Nothing great either but Tell you
1: what Raymond was in great form Last year So maybe whacking him into the uh, Starting lineup up Trying thing. to uh Re- redo that, perhaps. Even
0: no trial game, so maybe it's it was uh, just a fitness
1: we've, thing. We've right. got a we've got a, uh, we're basing our opinions off a pull of one game. <laughs> <So> yeah, <laughs> it's really no, really I, was no, fit, uh, look, I don't think he's done anything wrong to deserve it. Um, maybe it's a balancing. Who knows? Mm. Uh, lock Josh Jackson. Uh, Josh Jackson actually played lock. Mm. Uh, I was a bit surprised by that. I was thinking maybe he might wear the thirteen and shift into the second row. Elliot into lock. Uh, Elliot was doing quite well last year at lock. Uh, we we loved seeing him ball play a bit, and uh, his kicking game was on song a few times. Um,
0: them, uh, a lot of them last <laughs> year.
1: Josh Jackson. I think um, a few good judges are saying that he has to play in the middle if he's going to play at this stage of his career, mm, which mm, is fair enough. Yeah. Tough tough bugger though, isn't he? Oh,
0: he's reason he's a captain. Like, yeah. So the bench. I- also, I was going to say
1: I think he'd throw himself for a brick brick wall for the bulldogs and oh well, I've seen him do it yeah um, not literally I've been in the sheds after a game with him and that, well, not just him <laughs> the team but he he was he was not not well off afterwards yeah. he does it every week he, he could see physically that he was um, his body was in not not a great shape mm. right after the game uh, anyone that says the game's not as tough as it used to be well go yeah. down to the sheds have a look here eh? yeah. uh, anyway sorry uh, bench. Jeremy Marshall King makes his return. Unfortunately, Bradley Dietz is out because uh, he's on a reserve grade contract mm-hmm. and cannot play uh, with Marshall King available. Uh, there was an exemption last week. Uh, Rudolph Atone, um, also there, oh, back on the bench. Atone, it is Atone, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hatingly uh, Atone. Yeah. I, I'm hating the yeah. pronunciation. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, Corey Waddell um, and Dylan Napa. Uh, the reserve list has changed a little bit. Uh, Tui Katala Chris Smith still there. Lachlan Lewis and Joe Stimson included as well.
0: Yeah, um, so just the one change, well, unfortunately for uh, Bradley Deeks. What a what a story, though. The school teacher mm. uh, had to take time off to get a chance to debut. Unfortunately, Jeremy We'll see Marshall- him again this year. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Jerry Marshall King, uh, for his sake, is back. But fortunately for us, Marshall King is back. I actually got a, I got a feeling that we're gonna have a big year of Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, mm. I actually like him off the bench. I well, it's interesting. Like him off the bench. So he's hey. coming
1: back from injury from the All Stars game. I'm wondering if uh, off the bench is um, where he'll play, or if this is just because he's coming back from the injury. Mm. It'll be interested to see how that goes in the, the weeks and months ahead.
0: I genuinely feel like from last year he was actually performing better when he was on the bench. Uh, he's definitely performing better when he wasn't playing eighty at hooker. You actually saw okay. him run the ball, and he became more of a threat. Mm. Our dummy half, but I actually like him. I prefer him off the bench, and I also feel like his versatility in the team uh, can play in the halves if someone drops, or even he even had a go at centre, which I gave him a point for last year yeah. as well. So, all
1: right, yeah. let's point out the weaknesses of the Peter Perpich's side. And, oh, hey. <laughs> start, i want to tell one? you what. Poor Momoroski's goal kicking <laughs> it becomes that... Yeah.
0: That's it. I want to point one weakness, and I actually think this would be something I'd be targeting. Mm. Would be uh, Charlie Staines in our return set. So when we're about 50 or 40 away from the goal line, putting it up to Charlie. Wet weather. Yeah. You've, you've predicted a hundred percent chance of rain. <laughs> Wait <until> and <laughs> see. It's probably going to be sunny now.
1: <laughs> well, you've mentioned these to score four tries now.
0: Oh, no! I'm not <laughs> talking about his attack. His attack isn't second
1: to none. Yeah, but um, if he scores four tries, it doesn't matter what he's going to do in defence. Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> I would be putting it not. I'll be putting them up at Charlie Staines. Very young. Mm. He's mm. only played like one and a half games before the season he even started. Anyway, whatever it was. So he's only on. I think it was like sixty minutes and yeah, six tries or something. Yeah, so. He's a young fella. He doesn't have the return of Josh Mansour by any chance. He's a smaller no. body, mm. quicker. But I would be just trying to rough him up a bit. He's the least experienced in that back line. I'll be bombing it. If it's wet, he's got the smallest body too. So we could probably slide him a little bit more. He's actually... on the
1: he's on the right-hand side, isn't he? Yeah. I th- so I think he's up against Nick Meany and Kotrick. Oh, yeah, Kotrick. Yeah. Well, Kotrick was switching. Yeah. In, in well, between. I always...
0: I know it might sound a bit rough, but I always put it up and told Cotrick just to f- throw his body just at him, just to really ruffle his feathers. Like Cotric <laughs> is huge, yeah. Ah, uh, but same thing there. Cotric will probably fall off. No I'm kidding. All right, but there's, there's, that would be yeah. my attacking plan.
1: There's not much of a weakness in the pillar of side, though. Minor premiers last year, went to the grand final. Um
0: maybe you could maybe tweak maybe their forward pack is not as strong as last year, having you no know, James
1: Town Yeah, but looking looking at the forward pack of Leota, Corusel, Fisher Harris, Kick Out, and Yo. i and seeing oh. I know what you're saying, but it's <laughs> saying what well, we've got and it's no disrespect to it again, it's just like, Wow. Yeah, so that they've named uh, Matt Burton on the reserve list this week. It wasn't there last week, I'm pretty sure. Mm, no, yeah, of, uh, uh, I
0: think mean, Ivan's a bit
1: of a sneaky well, I, I, I think it's—I wouldn't be surprised if it was above Ivan. Hmm. <laughs> Just play hmm. our power plays there with the negotiations. Yeah,
0: I think I actually think you
1: might be. It's like, interesting that Ilar will push back the the deadline for the top thirty till hmm. August. Yeah. So perhaps by then, if we're out of contention and it's not an issue for Penrith maybe we might get him there.
0: Oh, some
1: are saying... After that's, the, that's the only way we're going to get in with our swap. Or
0: some are saying after this round. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I, do I haven't can, heard
0: anything, but... Do we play Penrith again later? Surely.
1: Yeah, I'll I think we've versed them right before finals. Yeah, so... I'm just... Maybe after the
0: second game. I'll confirm
1: that in one... There's <laughs> do do a yeah.
0: swap, and I was
1: actually talking to someone about this. Do mm. we get the swap in round three? Or or yeah. Matt
0: Burton's at the Bulldogs anyway. Yeah. Do we even say, hey, for the first year... While well, he's contracted to Penrith, he can't verse Penrith at any stage. I'd be happy to do that, yeah. But the interesting point brought up this is we have a, a side that could potentially push for the eight. We could we've Penrith in actually around 12, so it's the middle of the year. Um, we might be in a position where we look at our start, of, our draw at the start of the year is very, very hard. Mm. Um, if we've gone by last year's form, is very hard. Could we afford to have a a 5 8 miss a game and then? If that conversation is brought up and says Penrith said he can't play against us at all yeah. in 2021 and we're playing week two in the finals or week one in the finals
1: in this elimination yeah. against Penrith, yeah. what do we do? Like we, have to, we can't I, play. I think it's worth it. You think it's 100, worth it? 100% worth it. No question. Okay. I just thought it was an interesting at, at conversation. The, well, we're coming from a position where we're building our team. We need to grow it. Having that is not going to prevent us from, gro- from where we are building and growing the team. Interesting. Um, it's not like... We're a team that um, are already fifth or sixth trying to push for the top four. Mm. Uh, that sort of thing. We're a team that would be happy to finish 10th, 11th mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. well, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, um, just push for the eighth In, in spot. comparison to the last couple of years. So I don't think that's going to be a problem at all. It is interesting, though, because if Matt Burton was to come to us next week, after round 12, before August, whatever, I think that that takes a Nick meeting spot in a funny way.
0: Yeah, Talk us through because that was going to be my
1: next question. Actually. Yeah, well, You've well, Burden, Burden goes to five eight. Bernard and Flanagan they are our, our long term halves. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is not what I want to happen. This is what I can potentially see happening. Um, it might push Kotrick or Hopewaddy onto the wing, meaning out in Avrilau into the centres. What about Avrilau to the wing? Just a straight
0: swap
1: for me. I prefer him in the centres. Well, I was... oh, he could be onto the wing because um, they're playing swaps. Yeah, post So if they put Avarelo onto the wing, uh, and then they could swap uh, different plays throughout the uh, course of the game, that's that's a potential.
0: Controversially, as well. I know this is not about the game this week. Burton comes to the club. Uh, he, you say Averello. What about if I would like to actually sit, not like, but would prefer? I'm thinking future. Um, I've got a feeling that this is going to be the last season of Will Hopewadi. No inside information, while saying that. <laughs> it's just by looking at contracts and just taking yeah. some speculation. I could be wrong. He could probably sign a four-year deal next week. Um, if we're looking future, and that, if my thing's right, I would almost push Hopper out for Jack Avrilo in the centres, and then you would have uh, Dallin Watani Lesniak, and
1: yeah well look I'm
0: Jake not edge.
1: I'm not saying that's what I want I'm just saying that's probably what will well, happen I'll what, just, I'll I'll say more what yeah. I want now Do Yeah. I
0: remember that trial of Jake Avrilow oh absolutely the starfish Dallin's flick
1: have hey. you seen the commercial about it
0: I actually, I've seen a commercial <laughs> I've seen a Bulldogs ad on the trials they it's telling you to go to
1: Bulldogs games, they using that as a. Well, the NRL have released a series of ads for the season um, <gasps> showing plays. That's one of the plays. It's uh, Defy Impossible. And they have a picture of him over the sideline. He hasn't scored yet. Something like 97% of body over the sideline. The angle to the ground, what it was, whatever degree it was. Uh, and then they say something along the lines of, Can he score? No, impossible. And then they show him scoring a try. It's kind of defy impossible. Yeah. It's very good. Very good done. Great. Very well done. There's a few of them. But uh, that's one of them. It's fantastic to see uh, the Bulldogs being advertised in such a way by the LRL. Um, well, especially
0: how Lino <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh,
0: before we, we've back to the Bulldogs and Panthers. Yeah. Who's going to stand out this week? I'm not necessarily saying we're going to win the game. Yeah. Because I've, if I've got a tip using my head, the Panthers probably haven't. A nice Saturday afternoon at Benquist Stadium, and yeah. saying that let's get the crowd there, let's make it a hard one, and let's upset, yeah. let's do the upset of the round, eh? And be that team who upsets top of the table uh, Panthers. Yeah. Uh, uh, the father, get rid of the uh, grand finals, the minor premiers from last year, let's have a win and uh, you know give right. them back to reality. But who's going to be that person? Or
1: if if we're going to win this game, mm-hmm. who's going to be man of the match? Basically. Yeah. yeah. Josh
0: Jackson. Josh
1: Jackson? Think of the games against Parramatta at Bankwest. It'll have to turn into an old-school, heated, high-intensity game where... One, do
0: you... Sorry? Doesn't
1: the rain one actually add there spice you go. to it? Where it upsets the Penriff makes It like, uh, gets them to a stage where that, plus the conditions, they can't play as free-flowing as they'd like, although they are good in wet weather as well. Mm. Um, and Josh Jackson just leads from the front. Comes off the game with a busted face, like we were talking about earlier, mm. but has led his team to an unbelievable victory.
0: I have had a similar thought that the game has to go that way, but I'm going with a different player who's going to lead us to the victory. That's going to be Jack Hebrington.
1: Jack. That's what I said. Oh, I said No, I said Jack.
0: No, I said Jack Everington. Yeah. He's going to lead us. Okay. And you know why he's going to lead us? You going to I've got a feeling he's gonna take this very, very personal in that. Yeah, he's that run. type
1: of player, isn't he? Um, he might be suspended for eight weeks. Afterwards.
0: <laughs> I've got a feeling that he's gonna he's gonna do a run in the game where he's gonna leave a Panthers player uh, on the ground, not injured, not necessarily injured, but falling, bouncing off a tackle. He's gonna try to hit everyone out of the bank west. Yeah. Um, and if it gets messy and stuff like that, who? Uh, he, I think he loves it I mean, he just looks like he's someone who loves that type yeah. of football. But you could be right. We could be a 2 and one Josh Jackson, Jack Everington type of day. But who knows, Carl Flanagan threw free try assist in the rain, so...
1: <laughs> there we go. All right, let's move on. We've
0: got Old Dog. And actually, this is, I think, the uh, first time in the history where you actually picked Old Dog. So uh,
1: Maybe not the first time, but it is a rare one. Um... You know who it is, so let's not play any games. Oh, I know
0: exactly who
1: it is. We've gone with uh, Chris Mortimer, the former Canary and Bulldogs legend. He also played three seasons at Penrith. uh, Represented his um, state, country, um, and also New South Wales country. (laughs) Uh, Long career, eh? 78 to 90. Um, Well... Obviously, part of the iconic Mortimer Brothers. The trio, yeah. The trio. Uh-huh. Um, Total 250 games, 35 tries, 41 goals and a field goal for 209 points in his, let's say, NRL career. We know it wasn't the NRL at the time, but mm. let's not get into that argument. Um, legend. Absolute legend. He's won the uh, Australian Sports Medal as well. He, uh, he's awarded that in uh, October 2000. So.
0: Can I just say... You know, you look at uh, players who've uh, played, you know, all well, we'll use Cameron Smith, 450 games. Yeah. Uh this man played 250 games. Seasons were a little bit shorter. So we'll take that in consideration. Just a tad shorter. Uh, in the era where he was working as well. Yep. Uh, to make a living. Not trying to take anything or add anything, but the length of career yep. is, I think, a very underrated guide... Of someone. So 250 games, how many years is it? Been? 1978 to 1990, so it's t- 13 seasons at the top flight level.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, Not just that, the golden era of the Bulldogs. He's got himself in the team in the golden era of the Bulldogs. So that just adds a little bit extra, you know what I mean? Like, yep. And even at Penrith, so, that wasn't a bad time for Penrith when he was at pe- the Panthers either. Like the eras he was on both sides. Like Panthers went on to win the grand final the year after
1: Let's just go on with that. Four grand finals for the Dogs in the 80s. uh, 1980, 84, 85. uh, A loss in... Sorry, 79 as well. That was where the loss came. In 86, he was a non-playing reserve due to injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he went on to play in the 1990 grand final for Penrith Perfus. Now, when he uh, signed to Penrith, um, it was considered that he was one of the Penrith Perfus' greatest ever signings. Mostly for the... professionalism that he brought but the will to not lose mm-hmm. he wouldn't accept losing and that was an attitude change uh that he and one other player which whose name me at the moment uh they brought that attitude towards penriff and that's when penriff went and actually finally had some success uh in 1990 they lost the grand final but we all know they went on and won that pretty famous grand final in 1991
0: yeah like it just doesn't surprise me you say something like that I mean the the golden era I'm going to keep calling it the golden era of the Bulls. it's the best time yeah. of the Bulls' history absolutely what a, what a time uh, so to have that you could not be that successful be a, a, such a a player who played so many games and mm. not have that drive and have that motivation when that's just you know for those who are uh i suppose younger listeners to the podcast i would it like a cooper cronk mm. type of thing where he's will not to lose he's that's it to add the extra to the uh roosters in the last couple of years uh that type of thing the will not to lose and the professional like you said the professionals and those extra one percenters and all that that's what he brought to penref mm. uh unfortunately well he won the Grand Finals with us, and he played a longer career, so he's a Bulldogs legend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but look, he was a defensive-orientated player. Mm-hmm. He was one of the toughest players to ever play uh, at centre, for, even now for the game's history. And um, if you haven't seen much of him, or if you are a new fan, go back and watch some games in the 80s. Uh, you will not be disappointed. I think he also holds the record along with Stephen Peter Peter as... Um, being the only group of three brothers to have played in four grand finals <laughs> wow. together, wow! I'm... Or at least, if uh, at least the last, the larks trio to do so, maybe the Burge brothers of Glebe did. <laughs> back in, <laughs> I just just came to me back in the, uh, in between nineteen ten and nineteen twenty, Glebe were pretty successful and had three or four Burge brothers. Mm. So perhaps then, but they were definitely the last. Yeah, i
0: oh, what a, a fun fact for uh, Chris Malmi. You've touched up on his representative career and what. Yeah. I- Representative Current is representing the state nine times, uh, representing Australia once, and New South Country five times, and every representative he's got one try. No matter how many games he's played, it's one try at each team. One try is, each team. Which is uh, a little bit funny, but yeah.
1: Well that's 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 another thing. he played for Australia in nineteen eighty six. Look at the centers back then. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Maligas and, and all those legends were playing throughout the eighties as well, and he held his own as one of the toughest. So okay. that shows you all that you need to know.
0: Yeah, what a, like, I am just like thinking, what a, just what a player. Um, Probably doesn't see the rap he deserves because of good old brother Steve. Yeah, (laughs) even Peter. I think Peter gets a bigger bigger rep. yeah. Yeah, but he he deserves a massive rap. But those are the players that you actually want in your club. Especially now, when you talk about salary caps and stuff like that. It'd be probably, if he was to play today, he'd be Mm. someone who wouldn't be on Bitcoin, but by God, he'd be a fan favourite. Like, he would be loved by the the local oh. fans I reckon the opposition fans would don't even
1: talk about this don't thing. know if I agree with you about that but I, I think like a more modern comparison of it would be like Matt Cooper
0: yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. like you know
1: not bad in the attack but really low for his defence in that position
0: yeah I just feel like because of the brothers all hmm. the opposing fans would be all about Steve, Steve I think also Steve. people lump them together as well yeah. something
1: that Chris does great just gets forgotten as part of the Mortimer's. Yeah. Same with so, the users. Uh at yeah. some some people, not everyone. Alright, um, Is the time to run okay?
0: I think it is. I mean we could talk all night about uh, Chris Mortimer. Uh, one of my favourite segments of the old dog. Uh, but yeah. let's wrap it up. Find us on find us on Twitter, give us a follow a like. Tweet us any request at Bulldogs Fans on Instagram. Give us a follow again I suppose a like would be. I don't know what Instagram. I really don't know. I think you follow. Yeah, follow, uh, like our posts. But also, if you want to listen to anything or anything added to the podcast, add your opinions. Message us at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. Uh, we also have an email, nrlbulldogs.fans dot fans at gmail dot com. That's how you get in touch with us. Honestly, guys, if you want anything, you want to listen to, any ideas to the show, you want your opinion, just put out there. Even if I don't agree with it, yeah, we'll put it on there because this is a podcast. the fans for the fans and we're happy to you know play your opinions
1: or a few people actually reach out not even regarding the podcast just asking for uh advice on on um how to get to games or uh just just general rugby league questions that we we engage in as well so uh, across all the socials
0: yes yeah so Oh, and Facebook. You know, our Bulldogs fans podcast. Facebook. It's <laughs> <our> <laughs> That's the new one. That's the new one. Again, anything, message, uh, whatever, for anything. We're happy to try to help as much as we can. Yeah. And promote all things Bulldogs, but make sure you're there at Bankwest. Please be at Bankwest Saturday afternoon, three o'clock. Oh. Nice family-friendly time slot. Uh, let's make some noise and get the upset of the round going. <laughs>